Welcome to Green Philadelphia, an owner's manual. This podcast serves the citizens of Philadelphia and the surrounding region who are committed to sustainability and environmentally responsible living. We take a close look how Philadelphia is addressing climate change and seeking to create a greener future for the city. Today's podcast examines the current state of the environment in Philadelphia. What is the condition of the city of brotherly love? Philadelphia is located on the eastern seaboard and is the fifth most populous city in the United States. Founded by Quaker William Penn in 1682, Philadelphia was the first city designed on a grid with wide streets to welcome new settlers as part of Penn's plan for a utopian society. Philadelphia has a humid subtropical climate where precipitation is generally spread throughout the year. Summers are typically hot and muggy. Fall and spring are generally mild and winter is cold and the city is often beset with heavy snowfalls. As climate change unfolds, Philadelphia can expect warmer and wetter summers and unpredictable weather patterns that may bring heavier snowfalls and potentially damaging hurricanes to an area of the world that has historically considered itself buffered from serious, destructive weather. Even the assumption that Philadelphia is unaffected by geological threats like earthquakes has been questioned lately as the region was rattled by a 4.5-level quake just weeks before the airing of this podcast. Like most major cities in the United States, manufacturing and high population density have compromised the quality of the air, water, and land over the last hundred years. Every city closely measures air quality by tracking ground level ozone and airborne particulate matter in its atmosphere. While they might choose to take those measurements on their own, each city is required under the Clean Air Act to monitor the condition of the air for its citizens. Because the purpose of this podcast series is to educate concerned citizens, let's take a moment to look at the Clean Air Act and why it matters. The Clean Air Act was enacted by the Environmental Protection Agency in 1970 to address nationwide pollution on a federal level. Air quality is critical to maintaining a healthy population of humans and animals. Every year, Polluted air is responsible for hundreds of thousands of serious health issues and decreased quality of life for those already suffering from asthma. The Clean Air Act measures five significant pollutants, ground-level ozone, particulate pollution, also known as particulate matter, carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, and nitrogen dioxide. All these pollutants occur naturally in the Earth's atmosphere and play a role in keeping the Earth's temperature at levels that sustain human life. However, when these gases and particulates accumulate as the result of manufacturing and automobile emissions, they concentrate at levels that have been associated with heart disease, chronic respiratory illness, cancer, and even lower IQs in children. The Clean Air Act was designed to regulate these pollutants and recommend policies and strategies to reduce them. Got it? Good. Back to Philadelphia. How is Philadelphia scoring the clean air departments? Well, not great. In 2012, Philadelphia ranked in the top 10 for worst regions for air pollution, not a top 10 list to be proud of. Mirrored using the air quality index as ladder of color coded level ranging from green for healthy to maroon, for hazardous, Philadelphia spends a bulk of the year in the yellow, for moderate, but over 30 days in year in the orange for unhealthy, especially for sensitive populations, and regularly one day per year, wild index places Philadelphia in the red. 
unhealthy for virtually everyone. The American Lung Association, which assigns a letter grade to each county in the country based on air quality, is more to the point, grade F. So, air quality could use some work. How's the water? If you recall from our previous podcast, the Schuylkill River had become somewhat of a sewer during the late 1800s due to poor waste management and unregulated dumping from local manufacturers. But by 1900, the city began to recognize and address the river pollution and voted to build a municipal filtration system that helped reduce the transmission of disease. Over the years, subsequent city leaders enacted policies designed to not just sanitize the river, but to rebuild the ecology of the river and to return it to its previous balance and beauty. What is the state of water quality in Philadelphia today? Because of the Clean Water Act signed into law in 1972, which regulates pollutant discharges into the water, Philadelphia's water is generally good. This seems to be the consensus among scientists who study water quality in the region. Former Philadelphia Water Commissioner Howard Newcraig is widely credited with implementing much of the Clean Water Act's mandate during his tenure. Newcraig spearheaded a multi-year advocacy effort to begin changing how we approach not only stormwater management, but infrastructure investment, says Catherine Gajewski, director of the mayor's Office of Sustainability. Philadelphia is five years into a 25-year initiative to reduce stormwater runoff using green infrastructure. The plan has been widely praised for avoiding a massive and expensive gray infrastructure project and replacing it with creative and innovative solutions that are as beautiful as they are functional. As the sea levels rise and intense storms become more prevalent due to climate change, how all cities handle water runoff will be of paramount importance to overall water quality. Can we drink the water? The answer is a resounding yes from New Cook. Our drinking water is of very high quality and it is abundant and affordable. He responded when we posted a question to him via email. At the same time, while our river networks are cleaner than they have been in well for over a century, poor land management, urban runoff, and sewer overflows combined with legacy pollutants, PCBs, and mercury have resulted in waters that continue to not meet the Clean Water Act's definition of fishable and sustainable. Indeed, the Schuylkill River still ranks as the fifth most polluted river in the region according to Penn Environment and Environmental Advocacy Group. Must has been accomplished, but there is still clearly much to be done. Fortunately, Philadelphia has one of the nation's stronger offices of sustainability. Created in 2008, the office has aggressively approached plans to address environmental problems in the city. In our next podcast, we will take a look at the city's Green Works Initiative, Climate Adaptation Plan, and Clean Energy Vision. Is Philadelphia ready to tackle climate change in a meaningful way? Or will plants be too regional to make a global contribution? Thank you for joining us for Green Work Philadelphia and Owner's Manual.